Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. So thanks for tuning in today. What I want to talk about is why we should not, we salespeople, let's say you, should not be the aggressor in any of these transactions you're going after when you're trying to make this big sale. You should not be the aggressor. And I'm going to talk about how you should react and why. Uh, But first, I want to tell you, for those of you that um, don't know this, I just got back from vacation. And um, let me explain to you my idea of vacation and why it's different from some other trips you may take. Vacation, to me, in my mind, is when you go somewhere you want to go and you do something you want to do. And if somebody you're with is having a bad day, it's not your effing problem. Right. So um, which is different from family trip which is where you take the show on the road. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love vacation because mom and dad would take us and we'd go do what we want to do somewhere different and everything was taken care of and everything was paid for and, you know, whatever. Well, as I, when I got married first, vacation was still great. Then you have kids and all of a sudden it's no longer vacation. I was taking the damn show on the road. So I will tell you um, the importance, what I believe the importance of having an actual vacation And I don't necessarily mean that just from other people, but also from your technology. I have people, you know, clients of mine, um, and I've seen it in their emails that I'm on vacation, but if you need me, be sure and email me. I'll be checking my email every night or just leave me a message or blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You are not that important. You're not that important. You're degrading your value if you make yourself available to other people all the time. My suggestion to you is if you are in the 911 business or you have to be available to people is say, I will check my emails at five o'clock, but God dang it, don't do that if you don't have to. Unplug. We go up to this camp way up in Maine, way up in the Northwoods, and it's just heavenly. And one of the things that we told them, we've been this our 15th year. One of the things we told the owners of the camp about 10 years ago was if you ever add Wi-Fi, we're not coming back. The place where I go, there's no telephone, there's no cell service, there's no Wi-Fi. Um, The owners of the camp, of course, probably have that stuff, but it's not accessible to the guests. So when we're there, there is nothing to do but fish and drink and sleep and talk and laugh and visit with people and be present Um, and to read books. Um, And it's, it's huge to let your brain unwind from that, to even allow a little bit of boredom to set in. Because it's during boredom that your brain gets to wander and you get to figure shit out. So I figured a bunch of shit out, right or wrong. Um, and now I'm back. But one of the things, so we move on to my topic for today, which is we need to be more skeptical and we need to not be the aggressor in a sale. A lot of times people tell me, oh, I got into sales because I love the chase. I love the chase. Well, bullshit the chase. The chase sucks. I like closing deals, right? I like making sales. I don't like the chase. I don't chase. Here's what I mean. Now, remember the buyer has a system that they use. It's their process. You tell me if you remember this. You tell me if you've ever done this to somebody else. The first step of the buyer's process 
is to ask about price. Well, how much does it cost? How much does it cost? If you make it through that step, the next step may be they invite you in, right? Let you, they'll ask you a bunch of questions. You share your information. Maybe they say, hey, why don't you put that in writing, write that down, send me a proposal. This second stage is called by the buyer. I don't know if they call it this or not. But what they're doing is getting free consulting, using your hard-earned knowledge for free to oftentimes use it against you. The third step in their process is to say nice things and get rid of you. Hey, this really looks good. Thanks a bunch for doing this. Looks like you've done a lot of work. Very impressive. Like this very much. Hey, why don't you call me in a couple of weeks? Let me think about this. My partner's out of town. We're getting a couple of other quotes. Say nice things and get rid of you, which if you are not very so we call it sophisticated. If you have a high need for approval, you think, oh, they like me. This is great. Boss, I got one. It's bullshit. I guess now they have your information. Do you think they know somebody else who does what you do or could find somebody else who does what you do? Right? Of course they do. Or somebody else who says they do. And then they'll take your agreement, your hard-earned information that you maybe put in writing, you probably did, and they'll call their guy and say, hey, this smart person from XYZ company who says they do what you do says they can do this better and for less money. Can you do that? And guess what your competitor says? Oh, fuck yeah, I can. Right? And you know damn well they can't. It's not the same. And they sure can't do it for less margin. If they are, they're just stupid. So anyway, they'll stick with the devil they know often or the one that's cheapest price because they don't know how to differentiate anyway because everybody says they got the, we're best at this, we're best at that, which is all a bunch of bullshit. And the last step of their system when we follow up like we were supposed to is they send us to voicemail, right? We call this chase mode from our side. They call it disappear from their side. And there's a longer version of that, but you know what I'm talking about. If we're ever the ones that are aggressive, that's what happens to us. We get put in that box. I want you to be more skeptical. I want, here's the deal. Here's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to see if they'll admit to any problems. Will they admit to any problems? Anything going wrong? Anything that they say is bothering them? Keep, you know, don't do the old, is anything keeping you up at night? That's the bullshittest question ever in sales. Don't ask that. Please, God, don't ask that question. What's keeping you up at night, stupid? Find out what's a problem and then find out, is that problem pain? We've talked about that in other episodes. Pain is a personal compelling reason to do something about a problem. Doesn't necessarily mean they'll fix it, but at least it's a personal compelling reason to do it that they have. And here's the thing. If you don't find a problem, you say, look, sounds like you're fine and get the hell out of there. If you find a problem, but they don't admit any kind of pain, any kind of personal consequences and then impacts from the problem, which means there's no commitment to fix it, get the hell out of there. Always be willing to walk. If you want the sale more than they want the fix, you're screwed. Be skeptical. They need your help. Always be willing to walk. Always question, really, why is this so important to you? Does it really make sense? Could you ever see yourself spending this kind of money to make it go away? Because here's the thing. 
right now, if I gave you a list of 10 prospects to call and the direct phone number and a promise that they would answer the phone, out of those 10, right now, how many do you think would buy what it is that you sell? How many out of 10? Most of us would say hmm, two or less. Those of you that are new or overly optimistic would say more than two, which is bullshit, by the way. Which means eight out of 10 aren't going to do anything. I read a quote the other day that 80% of people who reached out to a seller for information in, the, in, I think, 2019 and 2020, who reached out to a seller for information, 80% did nothing. They bought from no one. And maybe those are crazy times in the world. They certainly were. But if 80% did nothing then, didn't buy from anybody, think how much time salespeople wasted with them. I want you to be kind and be skeptical and maybe even tell them, I don't know, this makes sense for you. It's going to cost money. I, don't, I bet it doesn't make sense for you to spend more. Why in the world would you want to spend more money? Be real and be skeptical. If they can't answer your questions... If they can't convince you that they really are interested in do it, not interested, that they really do need to move forward and do something, I wouldn't waste three seconds with them. Move on. It is so much easier to get back in touch with somebody, get them back on the phone later if you hadn't put the hard press on but close at a time when they weren't ready. Heed my words. You want help with that? Call me, 803-917-2817. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales School. Go get them. Thanks for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast. If you haven't already, please take one minute to write a quick review for the show. It really does make a huge difference. Also, subscribe to the show and please forward this episode to somebody else who needs to hear it. As a bonus for listening, I'm going to give you access to a free mini course, Seven Expensive Sales Mistakes You're Making and What You Can Do About It. Go to www.7salesmistakes.com and get access to the free mini course. That's the number seven salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the OBS Sales School podcast.